0: What's going on, everybody? Before we start the show, I just wanted to say a little something about the ongoing protests in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. A lot has happened since the last episode that we released in this episode. A man by the name of Richard Brooks was shot and killed in front of a fast food restaurant by Atlanta police, and that has led to numerous protests there a young man was found lynched unfortunately i forget where it that actually happened but this was in the news recently and in seattle in the capitol hills neighborhood there's been an autonomous zone that has actually been established and is completely free of cops and has been peaceful so far so if you have any supplies that you can send them, go ahead and donate to them. And I just wanted to say that I'm looking at this list of victims of this nightmare that has been going on. The names such as Mike Brown, Richard Brooks, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, John Crawford, George Floyd, Philando Castile, Ahmed Aubrey. Eric Garner, just so, so many more names. This list is just too damn long, ladies and gentlemen. Enough is enough. Black lives matter. And as long as we have a platform here, we will continue to speak out against this brutality against the material system of white supremacy and we will work as allies to educate ourselves about the movement and about our privileges therein so solidarity with everybody protesting and stay safe everybody once again black lives matter hey collateral cinema listeners chazzle dazzle here from the trial by Air variety show podcast just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you. And there's tons of music every week. So subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. Tonight on The Director's Cut, we conclude our franchise. Deep dive into the Friday the 13th series. So stay tuned. The show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, bongs, joints, smoke it if you've got it. And what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How's everybody doing? Yeah. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing quite well. For sure.
1: I I think I need to speak up more. Do I need to speak up? Maybe a little bit. Probably, yeah.
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. But anywho, we are concluding... Our Friday the 13th franchise deep dive review with movies 6 through 10. I believe that's Jason Lives to Jason X, right?
1: Yeah. I think we left off with uh, The New Beginning, right? I'm pretty sure.
0: We left off with New Beginning. I'm we pretty had, sure. Yeah, we had Tommy Jarvis in like a group home or something.
1: Yeah. So we, we would be on the third Jarvis film right now. And what a film that is.
0: Hell yeah, that's a great movie. I mean, like we said before, you had Tommy Jarvis as a goddamn like Jason Bourne style yeah. fighting master or whatever,
1: <laughs> and young Corey Feldman. Yeah, Jarvis. Young,
0: yeah, young Corey Feldman making another appearance. But in this movie, we uh, have Tommy Jarvis and his friend uh, Hawes, right? That's his name.
1: Yeah, that's his name.
0: Yeah, he goes back to uh, the town adjacent to Crystal Lake in order to ensure that Jason is dead.
1: But this town, they they renamed it, right? It's like Camp Forest Green now or something? Yeah,
0: they don't call it Crystal Lake or anything. The lake is now Forest Green or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Jarvis manages to resurrect Jason.
1: Like uh, Frankenstein or something.
0: Yeah, and he manages to also run afoul of the local sheriff whose daughter kind of has the hots for him pretty much the moment that they meet, right?
1: Yeah, love at first sight.
0: But anyway, needless to say, Jason is resurrected, hijinks in shoes, and Tommy Jarvis is blamed for most all of the deaths. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. eventually, how is uh, Jason actually dispatched? Huh. It's kind of weird. It's, it it's done in the lake, formerly Crystal Lake, and it involves Tommy Jarvis, a bolder like boat.
1: Makes like a noose with the Yeah, he makes he makes a, it, he makes it, a noose yeah. with a
0: boulder and a chain and a yeah. padlock.
1: Like weighs him down in the lake.
0: Yeah. And he's he just tries to just sit there and pretty much like wait for him to surface. But of course, you know, Jason being Jason, he's always going to surface right behind whoever is in the boat. You Teleportation. Know, yeah. That, I mean, we all know this pretty much from the original movie going all the way back to that ending. And he also decides to dump a bunch of gasoline in the water and light that on fire. I mean, I guess I I understand the tactic. I mean, it's just more or less to... Trying to snuff him out. Yeah. Snuff snuff Jason out. There you more go. More or less. Yeah. Kind of act as a bait in a way. But I don't know. I mean, just the way that he's just trying to sit there with that that chain, you know, it's like something that, that chain necklace and everything ready to fucking, yeah.
1: Something you would put around a pit bull.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, no, don't put, ladies and gentlemen, don't put chains on your pit bulls. No, don't do it's, that. It's very, very cruel. That's very terrible. And yes, we have seen it before and it's not cool. Nope. Don't do no, it. Don't do it. But anyway, yeah, he eventually m- manages to get the, the chain around Jason's neck, and he just ends up pile driving on top of Timely Jarvis and breaking the boat and then pretty much drowns him, right? Yeah, he drowns him. And, and, and that pretty much becomes an excuse for the final girl, Megan, to actually jump into the water, go out there, try to save Tommy, and then she's the one who ultimately takes care of Jason with a motorboat propeller. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty classic ending, actually. A pretty classic kill as far as Jason is concerned. It's still not definitive, but, you know, it still looks pretty gruesome and gory. And honestly, the, the movie in and of itself, I think, is very humorous. Like, isn't this the one where there's that random paintball group out there it's, oh, it's yeah. like it's like a an office they're out of for like a group seminar or something like that it's like team building or whatever yeah
1: it's like a company thing they're doing
0: and jason takes care of th- three of those people with one fell swoop just decapitates three of them with a machete i don't even know how possible that is but
1: he just jumps down from a tree cuts all three of their heads off at the same time
0: it's it's ridiculous right that's funny.
1: That's hilarious, dude.
0: And and also he takes care of that one angry war-obsessed dude in a comical way. Like there's that happy face with the blood on, on the tree. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck was that?
1: Just like pulls his arm off to get the machete. And then and,
0: he- and he also actually takes out a fucking RV with this couple's having sex in this RV. He creeps up on them and he manages to just fuck them up big time. Like the way that he takes care of the, the girl is. That's one of the weirdest kills I've seen in this entire Just
1: series. Shoves her head right through the aluminum.
0: Yeah, but it leaves <laughs> an, an impression like a cartoon, right? Yeah,
1: it does. Like, even her lips go right through it. That's funny.
0: Yeah, it's it's a full <laughs> indentation of her face. It, it, it's so fucking stupid.
1: Something that would happen, in, like, the leprechaun or something. And, of course, the
0: know. dude is being a jackass the entire time. I mean, you've always kind of have to have this jokester character in a friday the 13th movie but he just kind of goes a little too far with it i think i mean he's just like yeah rock and roll (laughs) it's like no he deserves the knife in his head like he deserves it (laughs) (laughs) i mean what do you think of some of the other kills i mean this was another example of the friday the 13th series kind of being butchered by the mpaa
1: yeah they took all that good stock footage and just like just disappeared really
0: hell there's even a decapitation in this movie and we only see the after effects of it yeah he literally twists that girl's head off
1: oh man they hit a lot of that dude that's like some of their best work they just just oh man that pisses me off now
0: yeah that was some primo special effects uh, stuff
1: like that takes a long time you know yeah and oh man wish we can go back and like edit the real version damn
0: yeah, I mean, we've seen the actual unedited footage of some of those kills. Wasn't there also a campground murder that was in a sleeping bag?
1: Yeah, I think King Hodder. What was it, the next one? That might be the next yeah. one. I
0: might be confusing some things. We'll get to that here in a yeah, little we'll bit. Talk Sorry, about that everybody. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, Robert, what are your final thoughts on this movie?
1: Yeah, we were watching it uh, the third Jarvis trilogy. That, yeah, that'd be the one that that would end it all. Yeah, this the-
0: is the final Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Yeah, actually, um, the final movie of that trilogy.
1: I think if he would had if he had his kung fu, dude, it would be like even better too.
0: Oh, it would have been badass with the kung fu. Here, he was almost like the main character in Jason Goes to Hell, which we're gonna get into here in a little bit as well. He kind of had that same feel to him.
1: Yeah, Jason Goes to Hell. We'll talk about that one, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, my final thoughts. I mean, I think that this is a fun movie. It's not nearly as fun as some of the movies that are about to, you know, come up here in a little bit that we're going to discuss. But it's still a solid movie to watch. And, you know, I mean, it does have a little bit of franchise fatigue going here. But it's still something that you could put on, like, late at night and watch it and have a blast.
1: Watch all the special features if you can.
0: Oh, yeah. The special features on the DVD and the Blu ray are actually pretty top notch. So,
1: immaculate.
0: Yeah. Th- this is not a half bad movie. Not the worst of the series. And now, Fire 13, part seven. Part seven. The more supernatural movie out of the series, uh, right? Well, what,
1: telekinesis?
0: Yeah. Tel- telekinesis comes into play. And this is the first time that we really see, like, real zombie monster Jason, right?
1: We just pick off with the, I think the young girl like drowns her dad with the psychic powers and then Jason's like at the bottom of the lake. Yeah, and,
0: and it's this uh, girl Tina who actually reawakens Jason,
1: right? Yeah, she thinks it's her father the whole time and she just awakens Jason, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird how there's that connection between the three Sort of, you know, because she's the one who put her dad in the lake, you know, and I mean, that's Jason's lake, and you have to kind of figure that Jason would have felt the psychic you know tremors of that moment, right yeah,
1: when the first time when she drowned her dad, but yeah, when she was trying to conjure her dad, she awoke in Jason right? I was like, what the hell?
0: yeah, and I mean I, I think it's a pretty original approach to resurrecting Jason. I mean, I mean, this has happened time and time again since at least, you know, the fourth movie. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, it kind of picked up from part seven when, you know, they put him in the leg, which was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. But anyway, this movie is kind of badass, especially towards the end when you get the final confrontation between this woman with telekinetic abilities and this supernatural, like, uber mensch that jason is and i mean it makes for some interesting set pieces like oh yeah like i mean you have jason pretty much being pulled through the floor and everything you have him being thrown through uh walls and shit
1: and it's the first jason with kane Hodder, so we gotta yeah. that.
0: yeah so we're getting a full-on like action jason here
1: yeah somebody who can actually
0: yeah because yeah kane Hodder had been a stuntman for years by that point
1: A stuntman who can act outside the costume. Yeah, he actually
0: gave Jason real personality Mm -hmm. here. This is the first time that you see a Jason that's kind of worth rooting for a little bit. Like the builds right, Yeah, young actor, just looks good. Yeah, it it seriously does. And the final girl is compelling, especially with her uh, actual abilities that begin to manifest early on.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it just gets more dangerous as she gets like furious, and you know she get just starts to learn how to harness that power and it's like, what the hell what triggers that? Just like,
0: yeah, I mean, it's not really fully explained, but i I feel like it's one of those things that you really don't have to explain. It's kind of
1: like you know? yeah when she gets pissed off, she starts acting out like that stuff starts happening,
0: yeah, especially when she's at her therapist, and I think that when she's around her friends, she kind of. Her powers kind of manifest yeah. every now and again. I
1: think when somebody like messes with her head, she starts doing that, right?
0: Yeah, it, it it just becomes like a way for her to lash out at whoever is attacking her.
1: So, don't piss her off.
0: No, and she utilizes those abilities to full effect with Jason. Even, even pulls his fucking mask off, which... Which, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, let me say, that's some amazing creature effects with Jason's actual face underneath the mask. That was actually really cool. I liked that.
1: That was awesome.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, the kills in this movie, I mean, once again, very, very heavily butchered by MPAA edits. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, we saw the real versions, and they were immaculate pieces.
0: Oh, yeah, and this is the one with the aforementioned uh, sleeping bag. Yeah,
1: yeah, the sleeping bag where he just keeps hammering away on that chick on the tree. I mean, we see that more what? than once on the original, but the final cut, the, the final print I,
0: I, I thought it was literally only once in the original movie. Yeah, the original, but... Um, in the actual and unedited cut? Yeah. It was like several times. It was like six times. It, uh, it, it was to the point where Kane Hodder was like getting exhausted, like vi- like physically and yeah. visibly exhausted exactly. doing
1: that. And it looked good, though.
0: <laughs> it, it did look good. It looked awesome. But... And and not he end up putting her in a uh, above a fire. Oh yeah, and, and that that's interesting because that was actually brought back by uh, Panos Cosmatos in the recent Mandy movie that he did with Nicolas Cage. Ooh, Remember that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, spoiler alert for that movie, by the way.
1: I think he hangs a chick on the reboot too. Yeah, yeah, he did over a fire in a sleeping bag.
0: Oh, man, that was actually some awesome callback right there. But we're we're going to save the remake for possibly a standalone collateral cinema episode. Oh, yeah. As well as Freddy versus Jason.
1: Those are their own fan films, actually, too. Yeah,
0: yeah those are total fan films, as is the upcoming Jason X. But this movie, I mean, I just love the... My, my final thoughts on this movie, I just love the supernatural angle that is taken here with the telekinesis
1: love the whole party angle too yeah that like, the party
0: is compelling i mean there's that one dude that's all the like, stoner in,
1: dude too and the sci-fi geek yeah
0: <laughs> the sci-fi geek who's yeah. all like uh creepy incel after that uh blonde chick like spurns his advances after making out with him yeah yeah, oh, man, he gets creepy. It's like, ooh, it's like, no, this starts, guy is not right.
1: Starts opening all the presents.
0: Yeah, well, what a fucking dick. Like, fuck that guy.
1: They're waiting for uh, his cousin to come over, which he's never going to make it to his own birthday party. Yeah, life.
0: unfortunately, he's already been dispatched. Yep, done Yeah, bye, Jason. But, Robert, what are your final thoughts on this one?
1: I like the whole telekinetic angle with the final girl. I mean... Yeah, I don't think it's been done like that, right? That <laughs> is cool.
0: Yeah, at least not until like Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Maybe? Ooh,
1: yeah, where they used to how to harness their dream powers.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's kind of a similar take on that particular franchise. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think
1: of it. Good, fun to watch. The new blood is awesome. So you guys watch it if
0: you can. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I don't think that it's the one of the better movies of the series, but I just think that it's worth it for that final confrontation between the Tina, the final girl and Jason. I mean, it's, it's a fight for the ages and, and it would probably not be replicated until Freddie versus Jason. Actually, I do or, like it because, or, or, or maybe the fight between the Android and Jason and Jason X, the story of uh
1: the new blood, the ending leaves off after, Jason Takes Manhattan, so we get to see that, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like,
1: right from the dark, and he gets electrocuted, and then brought back to life again, once again, right?
0: Oh, man, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, we may as well go ahead and get into Jason Takes Manhattan, which is my all-time favorite Jason movie, or Friday the 13th movie, period. It's a good one. It is awesome to me. I don't know why people, like, shit on this movie. I mean... I, I get that it has a little bit of a corny vibe to it, but, I mean, Jesus Christ.
1: I like the soundtrack to it, man. But yeah, it's the friggin', soundtrack friggin is cool. a
0: lot of fun. I mean, the characters are actually pretty interesting. I really like them. Yeah. Oh. It's like, I mean, and it's interesting that every kill here is kind of a hoist by their own petard thing. Like like the snooty blonde girl, she's caught doing cocaine. She's uh, killed with a, a mirror. Like you have the uh, boxer actually getting his head knocked off by Jason, one, which is a one classic one. kill scene, like one of the greatest of all time in the franchise. I mean, and you—it's it, a decapitation you actually really get to see full force, which is funny. It's,
1: uh, the only thing that they didn't cut, right?
0: Yeah, it was little, the only thing from the original cut of the movie that was uh, left uncensored and unedited. Nice. Yeah, nice. But, I mean, there's also some interesting kills on the ship. You know, like, for instance, the rocker girl who's killed with her own guitar. Man. Once again, you know, host by, hosted by her own petard.
1: It was like a Gibson flying V. It was a great guitar.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm just like, I mean, what is she jamming to? I mean, what what is her equipment? I don't know what I that mean, is. is. Is she jamming through a boom box? I mean, did boom, I mean, I'm, I may. Is
1: she just playing along with it? Is it like an amplifier, which like.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm a trying beep, to figure out. It D- does it does it have a quarter inch input for a guitar or something? I mean, and and a, and a distortion effect?
1: Maybe a small amp with a, a beep.
0: With so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com.
1: Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Too Many Captains Productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play.
0: Yeah, even maybe just a little like waistband amplifier right oh yeah but i have no idea man i mean but and then there's that one creepy wannabe filmmaker dude that's constantly filming everything and he's admittedly creeping on some of the women it's kind of weird His own
1: classmates, creepo about to graduate you're still a creep damn it
0: yeah and of course we would have to talk about the main authority figure here uh the principal i believe right is he a principal or a teacher Oh, I think he's a
1: teacher. He's got to be a teacher. Yeah.
0: But he's the guardian of the final girl in this movie. Yeah. And in many ways, he's the only reasonable person in this entire movie.
1: Huh. He doesn't believe the idea of jason and then you get the ralph character running around telling everybody there's like a, everybody, all everybody's gonna die right like, oh yeah
0: i mean he leans hard into that role he
1: automatically knew jason was on the ship that's like weird right it's like another ralph character another dave character <laughs>
0: you know you know what he actually kind of reminds me of he reminds me of clint howard's role in house of the dead right
1: um <laughs> i don't think i've even seen that damn i need to watch it though
0: what are you talking about? What, you want that episode?
1: House of the Dead?
0: House of the Dead? Oh,
1: you're right. I forgot about that. Come on, it. dude. The video game episode, movie yeah, episode. That yeah, was, yeah, I yeah that, that was that one dude.
0: of our first video game episodes that I we for- did. I totally
1: forgot about that. Yeah. yeah,
0: man. What the fuck? How could I forget <laughs> about it? <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, Clint Howard was like the best part of that entire movie, along with the, the German dude.
1: And that chick from uh, Halloween 4. Right? Yeah, yeah. Halloween 4 or 5.
0: Yeah, in, in this movie, they tease Jason being in Manhattan. But in the actual production of this movie, they only had two days to film in New York because it's just one of the more expensive places to film anything, even there. it's only like, even then.
1: There's only like two real shots of New York. And that's like the Statue of Liberty and uh, Times Square, right?
0: Yeah, and then Spot you ha- yeah you mainly have those scenes with Jason walking down Times Square. I think they had some unused footage where they were in a subway and going yeah. down the escalator, and he was just pushing people aside yeah. and everything.
1: Yeah, that's Manhattan.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't even happen until, like, what, almost... An hour and 40 minutes into the movie? Yeah. Or not, not even, no, it, it's not even that long. It was maybe an hour and 25 minutes. You were into the
1: expecting movie. him to see Jason take Manhattan, but it's like for a short amount of time. And,
0: and the rest of the movie was filmed in fucking Vancouver.
1: Yeah, Vancouver.
0: I mean, I understand that it's very common to use Canadian cities to I mean, it's film just, it's, shit that's supposed to be in New York it's City. It's cheap. But, I
1: guess it's cheaper. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's, it's far cheaper. But the scenes that are. At the end, I mean, I guess it's okay. It gets a little weird with the heroin addicts that rob them as soon as they step foot in New York City. Uh, and, and and the way that the uh, city itself is presented is kind of scungy, but not in that taxi driver and trauma vibe, you know?
1: Oh, like uh, New York is an open sewer type thing? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 But it, it it was a little bland in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it did look like a sewer. I mean, it was a drum barrel where Jason drowned that dude in. Yeah, I thought the Toxic Avenger was gonna be born right there. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that that's actually an interesting death. He's but he he's also hoisted by his own petard there because he allowed his uh, the the final girl character when she was a little girl to almost uh, drown, and she yeah. that's where she first encountered Jason in the lake. Almost drowned. Almost drowned straight up. It's
1: drowned, Bo.
0: Drowned. Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But this leads to what is quite possibly one of the more definitive deaths, which I know it's kind of weird to say, but it's one of the more definitive death scenes for Jason in this entire series, probably going up to the next movie. But I mean, this was... It was really different, you know. And I mean,
1: the most he, highest budget, really, from a Jason movie. Yeah, but he so he's far. pretty
0: much melted in toxic sludge, and they yeah. spare they spare no expense in showing this.
1: Yeah, and it looked pretty cool when it unmasked him.
0: Yeah, it really did, and it's almost kind of heartbreaking because he immediately starts saying. Mommy, Mommy. you know,
1: mama's boy. Yeah. He
0: starts uh, gurgling up all this water and everything.
1: Yeah. Like he's drowning in the lake again.
0: Yeah. And he starts melting, but then eventually you see just Jason as a little boy and he's just trembling in this toxic sludge in these sewer tunnels, which no, I'm pretty sure that's not how that shit works in. New York, New York City at all? City. Not then, and not now.
1: Toxic waste going through the yeah. Sewers. What
0: the what the fuck? How are you going to have just random like gallons and gallons of toxic waste just surging underneath the city through the fucking sewers? What the sewer. fuck is that? Jesus Christ! That is that is like ridiculous. I mean, in so many fucking ways.
1: Only in on a trauma verse, man.
0: <laughs> it that would make sense in the trauma verse, but I mean, this isn't a fucking. Paramount Friday the 13th movie. The the final Paramount Friday the 13th movie, I might yeah, add. Yeah,
1: and then they sell the rights to New Line.
0: Yep, this was the last one, unfortunately.
1: I think originally they pitched their idea to New Line, but New Line had their Nightmare on Elm Street idea or something.
0: Yeah, so. but before that, they released... Jason goes to hell the final Friday, right? And you
1: think it's supposed to be the final Friday. They told you that, right? Yeah. I, they, thought, I thought the final chapter was supposed to be,
0: you know. Oh, they they pull that shit many times in this series, and this is no exception. Exactly. But I really like this movie. This is second to Jason Takes Manhattan, as far as I'm concerned.
1: It's a fun movie, and we see it more supernatural more than ever, really.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly supernatural. I mean, Jason literally becomes this weird demon possessing slug kind of and he takes control of the corner of course we've got to talk about the opening first where jason is lured out of hiding by this woman in this random cabin taking a shower which i mean i guess by this point instead of sex it's just a random naked woman that actually brings him out, but...
1: And that's how we started the Jason for the 90s.
0: <laughs> yep, this is the first 90s iteration of Jason, yeah. And he is led outside to pretty much an army of FBI agents, and they just fucking blow his ass oh, up. Man.
1: they piece him up. Oh,
0: they piece him up hardcore, and they straight blow him up. Like, it is actually spectacular.
1: And the hearts, the only- yeah, well, the heart's so, still beating. Yeah. Like you
0: see his head and everything. It's it, it's actually one of the better openings to a Friday the Thirteenth or a Jason movie in this series. Like it's an amazing opening. Oh, like,
1: oh, oh, it is great. It reminds me of what were we talking about? God, it reminded me of another movie. Evil too. Dead.
0: Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it, it had the Evil Dead. The mo- it had this, the Evil Dead book, right? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, Necronomicon makes a yeah. uh, an appearance in this movie and. There is a theory that this is in the Evil Dead universe, and at this point, Jason has come back as a deadite.
1: Holy crap. You know?
0: Yeah. And it almost kind of makes sense, given the whole possession angle. It's just a little more physical, what he does.
1: Puppet master angle, like possessed bodies.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this actually has some of the more likable characters in the franchise. I mean, I like the main protagonist. What's his name?
1: Oh, we were talking about... Dude, we were comparing this to uh like demon knight from tales from the crypt oh, episode yeah Remember that's that?
0: right this kind of has a tales from the crypt vibe to it that's what i was trying to get out <laughs> yeah th- this is pretty much friday the 13th as interpreted by the crypt keeper i mean yeah. it it totally has that you know kind of campy comic book horror vibe
1: feels like that hbo type thing yeah
0: yeah. I mean, whereas like I mean the, the first movie we talked about, it has almost like several references to straight gothic horror and everything. But yeah. this one is the this one almost feels more like Evil Dead or Demon Knight Tales, or Demon Knight. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that it's all the better for it because it actually has some better creature effects here. It has a a man fucking melting, like he fucking loses his jaw. Joe jaw just
1: falls right off and it's like melting, dude, it's crazy as hell.
0: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, honestly. I mean...
1: Good effects, though.
0: It is. It's amazing effects. And also the effect of the coroner biting into Jason's heart, which, I mean, I guess it's just a supernatural, you know, draw to actually eat his heart. I mean, I think that kind of supports the uh, Deadite theory a little bit.
1: That was his destiny, Bo, to eat that heart.
0: yeah. And this is a uh, Kane Hodder movie as well, right?
1: It is, and I think he's got two parts in this movie, right?
0: Yeah, he's a security guard at the morgue where Jason's uh, remains are being processed.
1: Which which is cool. A real fan would know that.
0: Straight up, right? Hell yeah. yeah. Real fans, motherfuckers. Real fans. Yeah, but no gatekeeping here. Fuck that. Uh, But anyway, I mean, we also have the closest thing to, like, a Sam Loomis character— you have, uh, what's his name? Creighton Duke. Creighton Duke. He's a yeah. bounty hunter, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a bounty hunter, and he takes up the offer from the TV reporter that Jason's sister is uh, dating.
1: Yeah, he wants like 500000 right?
0: Yeah, he wants uh, 500000 to hunt him down and take him out. And, and and that's that goes into interesting places, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I really... Like the whole angle where Jason is trying to get at his sister that that almost makes it kind of like Halloween a little bit right? yeah,
1: he's trying to get at the newborn baby too at the newborn baby that's... at his
0: sister and at his uh i guess that's his uh, sister sister's uh adopted mom, I and guess his sister, and he's got a also a niece, right yeah, yeah, a sister, a niece, and like a Grandnephew. So, yeah, there's like three. That's that's what it is. It's three generations.
1: Three more Voorhees. Yeah, yeah, three generations of Voorhees. That's the only way he can be reborn again is through a Voorhees, right?
0: Yeah. And it's interesting how he's actually reborn, right? When he finally takes his sister's corpse and enters in a very, very naughty place. Oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it's actually an interesting gag, and that kind of supports the whole "Tales from the Crypt" angle, and also the yeah. uh, the deadite theory, because I mean that's totally something that a deadite would do in order to possess somebody that if is... they had a, if they had to do a physical possession like that.
1: Oh man, that's, that dude, that was funny. That was total "Tales from the Crypt" right there. It, it totally was. And there was, like, a dagger or something, too, right? That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, there was a dagger. You're right. And in the in first Evil Dead, there was a dagger. And, you know, I mean, there wasn't a dagger in Demon Knight, but there was that MacGuffin with the... Oh, that
1: key with the blood the in it. The key with the blood in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, so, yeah, in all three movies, there are MacGuffins that are used to kill the demonic entity. Demons. Demons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that that's probably a theory that I highly support now when you really think about it and i mean it, it actually makes sense
1: when jason finally does go to hell at the last fight scene right yeah
0: he's drunk he's, he's dragged to hell demons yeah dragged to hell with these ginormous demon hands yeah. like it's it's so fucking ridiculous and i love it and it leads to quite possibly one of the greatest scenes in this entire franchise and that's Jason's mask being slowly uncovered uh, under all of that dirt and dust. And then Freddy's claw comes out, grabs it, pulls it underneath the dirt, and then he laughs. And that was just like an, oh, shit moment. It's like New Line and... Yeah, yeah, this was the first New Line movie, right? The
1: first New Line Jason, right? Yeah, the first New
0: Line Jason movie. Yeah, they couldn't use the actual Friday the 13th title, so they had to label it you know with jason and that's that's why the next movie that we're going to talk about and we're going to go ahead and wrap things up is jason x which of course you know they had to fucking bring him into space like the leprechaun
1: like leprechaun foreign space which is also an
0: amazing movie don't add us don't fucking add us people that is an amazing awesome work of cinematic brilliance
1: it's like late 90s almost like starship troopers that's what i'm thinking
0: yeah, yeah, it, it, that that almost has a Starship Troopers vibe. Oh, you're, definitely,
1: right. kind of like Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, but in this movie, you have the cryogenic sleep angle, like for both what is essentially like, I guess, the main final girl, even though she's yeah. not necessarily the only one that survives, and, and it also involves Jason. Like, I guess he's being held as a research subject by none other than David fucking Cronenberg.
1: The Cronenberg,
0: yeah, David Cronenberg of The Fly, Scanners, The Brood, like he's made a lot of awesome movies, and he's also in Nightbreed.
1: Nightbreed, yeah,
0: and he's awesome in that movie as well. And in this movie, he's he almost plays the same character as he did in Nightbreed.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he does up until where Jason kills him, <laughs> throws oh, like a spear right through. Him. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. <laughs> it's like that, that's an awesome kill, and Cronenberg like is totally a fucking. Awesome actor for selling it like he did.
1: Like he's running through the door and then he gets like harpooned, right? Yeah,
0: but that, that leads to all kinds of awesome antics. We get a holodeck with fucking, uh, where where Jason is momentarily amused by an awesome homage to the original franchise, especially the original Paramount franchise.
1: Oh, that is funny.
0: And even a, even a kill call back to the uh girl in the sleeping bag,
1: like part that was part 7, I'm thinking right?
0: Yeah, yeah, part 7. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh man, there's just so much to get into and we have so little time to do it, but you know, you have the, just like Leprechaun 4, you have the military unit. They have the grunts. The firing squad. The firing squad, yeah. And, uh, and and they are dispatched by Jason just all too quickly. You
1: got the PlayStation 2 graphics, with their, which are awesome.
0: Oh, man. Honestly, they haven't aged well, but they're still fucking awesome. It's
1: cool. It's I fun. I fucking love them. It's a fun time.
0: I mean, the creepy head of the expedition is actually really funny, especially the way that he dies. He actually gives... Gives Jason the machete, and then he's like, hey, guys, it's okay. He wanted his machete back. And, you know, hilarity ensues. And the first kill is awesome on the ship. You know, the girl who gets her face shoved into the liquid nitrogen and then has her face smashed.
1: That was a cool scene, man.
0: And, and and all it took for Jason to wake up was just sex. Like right, that sex. is like so fucking on the nose, but it is so fucking hilarious.
1: Textbook Jason. Damn it.
0: And then later on, you get Jason being shoved into the regeneration device after being blown up after fighting a fucking android, which is awesome. You know, it's 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 total Matrix and you know like Ghost in the Shell shit. One of the Dragon
1: Ball Z androids. Yeah, right. And she then, pretty
0: much looked like it.
1: And then gets reborn by the nanites.
0: Yeah, yeah, by, by all the nano machines. And that's exactly what happens to Jason, and he becomes Uber Jason and
1: Super Shredder Jason.
0: Yeah, Super Shredder Jason. And holy fuck. He he just looks hard, man.
1: Yeah, he looked like he drank that ooze that yeah, formed it, the Ninja And Kane
0: hotter fucking sells it. Dude. And, yeah. Yeah, that, that That is like when Kane Hodder became like the best Jason ever, I think.
1: That's, that's like 2001, right?
0: I, I believe so, yeah.
1: That's a fun one. I remember watching that on like Showtime or HBO. Oh, it's,
0: it's a load of fun to watch. I mean, it, it makes a good double feature with Leprechaun 4, actually. Actually,
1: yeah. Watch them back to back.
0: Watch them back to back and get really, really high. Ladies and gentlemen, you will thank us. I mean, it is a blast.
1: That's actually a good idea. Watch them both.
0: Yeah, and and in these trying times, you kind of need a blast whenever you're winding down, no matter what you're doing and everything. But, Robert, what are your final thoughts on Jason X and on the franchise as a whole? Huh. Start with Jason X and then give me a little rundown of the the franchise.
1: See, some of the kill parts, I like when he, like, like it was in the simulator, right, and he'd, like, chop their heads off and then... They realize that it wasn't a game, right? And then he just like kills him. <laughs> yeah. So I mean,
0: there's a, there's a lot of really really humorous moments funny. in this movie. Or
1: when he was like frozen and then he chops that dude's hand off. Oh yeah, that's and actually just, like, falls the, on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the first actual injuries that Jason dishes out in the uh, the space era.
1: That was kind of yeah. That was hilarious, dude.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I mean, just the ending itself, where where the leader of the Grunts has to actually grab Jason after he's been forced out of a an airlock and has to like force him into the Earth's atmosphere in order to pretty much burn him up and finally take care of him once and for all. It's kind
1: of like the first Alien movie right there. Yeah. It, it actually or is. Aliens 2, right? Yeah. We are just push them out of the airlock.
0: Yeah, it, it totally yeah. is. And I mean, also there is that one kill where that that girl is shoved out through the through the, the, hole. the hole breach. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget about that. That's right another through the kill.
1: Right through that gate that goes through the hole. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and there's the the couple who's having sex that actually wakes Jason up. Their their death scene is pretty crazy, or at least the death scene of the dude, and and the girl's traumatized the whole time, and, and she ends up flying a an escape pod into the bottom of the ship and just blowing it up and killing herself. Unfortunately, she, she but. keeps
1: the gas line attached and then just yeah. like destroys.
0: But as for my final thoughts on this movie, this is the, one of the greatest fan films ever made next to Freddy versus Jason. I mean, it, this is everything that you want from the premise of Jason being in space. It's so fucking awesome. I love this movie. Not, not nearly as much as the last two, eight and and Jason goes to hell. We, we, is, isn't it weird that my favorites of the franchise are, as a whole, are the last three movies?
1: Instead of the original? Like, I think a true fan goes back to the original. I or, still
0: go back to the original. Yeah. I love the original. I, I love the fucking Paramount run, but, I mean, for some reason, I'm just really partial to those three movies because those were of my generation,
1: yeah. more or less. You Two, know? Early 2000.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that those are my generation of... Jason movies so honestly the franchise as a whole is so watchable even to this day even even going from the jump between Paramount and New Line and I really love watching these movies and I really had a lot of fun doing these episodes on the franchise right Robert
1: oh yeah man we had a great time I think it's watching the franchise as a whole I mean you just enjoy it I mean. Be sure to get like that booklet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just watch them all in order. Or or
0: get the full Blu ray box set. Get the Blu ray pack.
1: Yeah, if you can. I'm
0: I'm sure eventually there will be a definitive like 4K restoration of the franchise. Hopefully.
1: You know what? I don't even get bored watching this series. I can watch it over and over again.
0: I mean,. Same here. I can pretty much put on any movie no matter what, especially for some reason from the going, like I said, going from the jump to the Paramount run to the New Line run. For some reason, those are like some of my all-time favorite movies of the franchise.
1: Just so. Going from Freddy to Jason.
0: Yeah, Freddy, Freddy. Fr- Freddy versus Jason, and like we said, and the remake. Those are movies that we're going to save for actual standalone episodes and collateral cinema in the near future, hopefully.
1: Hopefully one day.
0: Hopefully one day, we'll, yeah. We'll get to that. In the year 2455, on a routine training mission, a team of students is about to discover a life form, frozen in time.
1: Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking your power up the lab. You brought them on board? Everything's under control man.
0: an unstoppable killing machine. Ah! God, it's okay, he just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're gonna be all right. What, are you high? Uh-oh. <sighs> He's here.
1: You have got to get them out of there. Hey, Slappy!
0: I think we're finally okay.
1: What the hell is that? You've got to be kidding me.
0: Oh, wow. He's
1: been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run. think he's out there why don't you just stick your head out and have a peek
0: yeah but we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here you can find collateral cinema and collateral cinema directors cut and collateral gaming on twitter facebook instagram find us on patreon we have full-length feature film commentaries our tiers start at $1 and up. Find us on Podchaser. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, and you can also find us on Spotify, Chill Lover Radio, iHeart Radio, and wherever else you get your podcast. And also find us on YouTube as well. Check us out on there.
1: Subscribe to our channel, please. Subscribe
0: to our channel, yes. And stay tuned for more from Collateral Cinema. We're doing our second anime movie. We're doing Akira. Looking forward to that. That's going to come this time next week. And anything else, Robert?
1: Look for us on Facebook, Instagram. Look for my profile, please. Friend, yes, of me, friend yes. of me on Twitter.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: And just keep in touch with your podcasts.
0: And take care of yourselves, whether you're quarantined due to COVID, whether you're working as an essential worker or otherwise, as everyone's reopening, or if you're out protesting the Vicious police brutality that has been happening in this country. Please be safe. Please look after yourselves. And in your downtime, we hope that you come and join us and unwind. So take care. We'll see you later. Out.
1: Wash your hands. Wash your hands.